Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the final buzzer sounds, we're here to wrap it up. Why not? Here's Steph Curry! It's time for Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7. Warriors Wrap Up is presented by Realtor.com. The home of home search. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason inside Chase Center. It is Warriors Wrap Up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. And tonight was an ugly one for the Golden State Warriors as the Jazz beat the Dubs 129 96. It was 31 17 at the end of the first quarter. And the Warriors, this has been a difficult matchup for them throughout the course of this season. A couple of close ball games in Salt Lake City on the season series. The Jazz handling the Warriors back in this building on November 11th, but uh, the size and skill combination of the Jazz being able to knock down the three-point shot at a very high clip and do whatever they want, essentially, in the paint. Pretty uh, good combination uh, inside and outside. Pretty good combination against any team in the NBA, but it's a just an absolute lethal combination against this Warriors team as it's currently constituted, and that's why the Jazz uh, have swept the Warriors in this four-game season series and swept the Warriors for the first time in 18 years. Rudy Gobert, in my opinion, I don't know how you felt, I thought he had a pretty strong game. (laughs) One play in particular, he got the ball at the elbow, he turns, he sees Willie Cauley-Stein's guarding him, and he says, that guy can't guard me, and just proceeds to drive right through him, slash by him, and jams it home. There was one play in particular that kind of summed up the way the night went for the Warriors, and it wasn't that they were unlucky, obviously. They got thumped tonight by a vastly superior foe, but this was in the third quarter, and Gobert comes across the lane, and Willie Cauley-Stein actually blocked his shot he blocked his shot the place uh, uh got pretty uh, loud there the Warriors came down in transition Draymond had the ball and he throws a lob to Willie Colley Stein and it was a little bit over his head Willie kind of had to reach back so he got his hand on it but he couldn't complete the dunk so he missed Utah got the rebound and there was Gobert at the other end he never left the other end of the floor and so they just threw it to him for an easy dunk and that's kind of the way the night went for the Warriors uh, there were some odd scores up there on the boards, and at one, one point I think it was 100 to 66, something like that. You just don't see a lot of that in the NBA these days. No, and it winds up being a 129-96 win for the Jazz. The Warriors now 10-36 and 36 as the Jazz walk out of here with their 18th win in 20 games as they are all the way up now to 31-13 and 13 overall. The Warriors, uh, one more home game before a long East Coast swing. And uh, it's it's looking pretty good 
for the Warriors that they were able to snap that losing streak last week because it's not going to get any easier here on Friday night with Indiana. And then you start talking about you know, Philly, Philly Boston. Boston. Next three are rather tough. And some pretty good teams in the other conference as well. Yeah, so some tough contests ahead here. And uh, Indiana, in some ways, I know Tom Tolbert was just talking about this, in some ways Indiana is similar to Utah. Uh, they're tough. They're very well-disciplined. They run their offense. So uh, hopefully the young players, the Warriors, not too discouraged. Willie Cauley-Stein really did seem kind of discouraged tonight. He had a bad game. He was 0 for 5. Uh, on the other hand, Marquise Chris had a very nice game with 11 points on nine shots in 17 minutes with eight rebounds. A um, little worried about Jordan Poole. Saw him pregame. Looks like maybe he's struggling with his shot again, and I guess that that's, makes sense. He's a rookie, but, you know, he'd been shooting the ball so much better since he came back from Santa Cruz. Had a tough shooting night against uh, the Blazers Monday. And then tonight, Jordan Poole, he oh for six. 0 for 6. Yeah, so it looks like, uh, you know, his, uh, his struggles are not over. But, of course, they're not. It's a long season, and it's not easy what he's trying to do. Yeah, and I know one of the things you were uh, – just kind of leaning over and said to me was, hey, it would be good if Jordan Poole could knock down a shot or two at the end of this game, even with the the outcome decided just to sort of steer things maybe Got a back. couple free throws anyway, yeah, so to, yeah. To feel a little bit better about the night. Uh, this was another night where uh, we talked about this in the pregame show. The Warriors have had a difficult time with all the ins and outs as far as uh, guys coming into the lineup and then you lose guys and you have to play a different lineup. The Warriors kind of figured out uh, a few things seemingly with Alec Burks and Damian Lee in the starting lineup along with Eric Paschal playing the four spot. Draymond Green comes back tonight, plays 25 minutes. And the Warriors again forced to adjust. Alec Burks goes back to the bench. Glenn Robinson third have been out. He comes back and I, I, I just think it... It just compounds everything else, the bad matchup and the fact that uh, every time this team starts to get a little bit of a rhythm in terms of how they need to play together, something changes. And seemingly, at least for a game or two, sets them back. And I think that uh, may not have mattered as much tonight because you're playing one of the better teams in the conference in the Jazz, but it has been something that's plagued this team overall at times and I think uh, prevented them from being more consistently competitive. Yeah, if you're looking for bright spots tonight, D'Angelo Russell did score 26, 10 of 21. Uh, Pascal, you know, he scored 20 points each of the last two games. He had 11 tonight, so he was in double figures, didn't have a great night. But it was one of those nights, you know, every night and uh, every team in the NBA has the nights where they don't play well. The teams like the Warriors, where they are right now, they have more of them. And they had a night where they played very badly uh, against a really good team that was playing well. And the result is, there you go, uh, 129-96. to 96. Uh, it's been a rough year for the Warriors in terms of record. We've seen a lot of things, and we like to point out uh, some of the numbers uh, of the Warriors' successes in the last few years uh, as they come into some of these games while also saying, hey, look, this is a totally different year. There's going to be some records and some things that, that are going to fall this year. Would you believe, Whitey Gleason, that the Warriors, and I saw this nugget before the game via good friend Monty Poole, uh, the Warriors had not been swept in a four-game season series by anyone in the Steve Kerr era. you got to go back to the 13-14 season when hmm. San Antonio took all four games against the Warriors. So the Jazz able to do that tonight, and it's uh, a, a different kind of a low point in what has been a season full of some low points after just historical greatness 
here for the last five years. I'm looking forward to hearing how Coach Kerr puts this night in perspective coming up here. 888 Let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, as he met with reporters downstairs in the Bill King interview room. I think we ran into a team that's playing about as well as anybody in the league. They're clicking. They're uh, they're just they're they're dominating right now, and they they dominated us at both ends right from the beginning. And uh, thought we got demoralized in the first half. That was probably the biggest disappointment. I just didn't love our energy or body language. Um, but um, you know, that's uh, sometimes uh, the way it goes when you're. When you're struggling, so we, you know, we tried to fight a little harder in the second half. I thought we did somewhat, um, but we were demoralized. It's a, it's a hell of a team over there. They made a, <clears throat> eleven more threes than you. Uh, I think you guys have the worst like discrepancy in the league as far as opponents making threes. Um, in, in a year where you've lost, obviously your potency uh, from three with who's on the bench. How tough is it in this kind of modern NBA when teams are just kind of chucking uh, to kind of keep up with them? Um, well, I mean, I think Utah is, uh, especially tough to, to guard from three just because, uh, you know, they've been together for a long time and they, uh, they've scaled back this year playing smaller, adding Bogdanovich was a huge, uh, great move for them. And then, uh, Conley is such a, um, such a good player, such a crafty player. And so they're really difficult to guard. And, um, so yeah, that's just, that's. You know, one of many things we're up against this year. But big thing is to continue to try to get better and and uh, keep working. We'll come in and practice tomorrow and move on to the next one. You were minus 19 on rebounding. Is that a, a symptom of the demoralization you were talking about, or is there something else going on? Well, um, you know, they were making every shot and we were missing every shot, so there there were a lot more defensive rebounds for for them to get than there were for us. So that's some of it. Um, and, uh, yeah, but they got 15 offensive rebounds too. And, uh, so they, uh, they just, they dominated. They beat us everywhere. Uh, Steve, you went to at the end of the first half, you went to Glenn at the four and Draymond at the five. Is that something you, you, you pull out when you want to just give your team some sort of spark or is it something you look to maybe start using on a regular basis more often? I think we're just trying different things, trying different lineups, just trying to find something that can click. And uh, if we if we see something that that's worth giving a shot, we'll we'll do so. And then if it works, we'll stay with it. Um, but we haven't really had much of a pattern this year for our rotations, um, just with our injuries and our, our various uh, you know roster changes. Um, it's been pretty fluid, so we haven't been able to to settle on. Uh, you know, routine patterns and, and substitution patterns. Hey, Steve, you talked earlier uh, throughout the year about how you need to keep this team from getting too down on itself. And you mentioned losing tonight was kind of demoralizing. Is that the biggest challenge as a coach with this young team? Because I know that it's really, they're really going through some rough times. And I know it's been tough. Yeah, it's been a tough stretch. Um, you know, traditionally, January is a, is a tough month in the NBA. Just, you um, Fatigue-wise, and um, when you're losing a lot of games and and you're beaten up a little bit, it's uh, it's not easy. So I think we've lost uh, 12 out of 13. It's no fun, you know. Uh, Draymond got a technical tonight. 
you know, for slamming the ball down. And uh, I guess the official had to call it. But, um, you know, Draymond came over and said, you don't think I'm frustrated? And the official said, well, I, I know you're frustrated, but I have to call it. Um, but that's how we feel. We're frustrated. And, and I'm frustrated. And um, it's, you know, it's no fun losing. Um, but you got to go out and, you know, we got another game in two days. And and uh, you got to keep keep pushing, keep plugging away. So um, there's no – nobody's uh, – Nobody's going to feel sorry for us, especially after the last five years. So come into practice tomorrow and keep trying to get better. Well, Steve Kerr, as always, uh, brutally honest, uh, saying his team was demoralized. They fought harder in the second half, but it's been very frustrating. And I think the last part, probably the most poignant, the fact that nobody's feeling sorry for them. Uh, and, you know, the Jazz are one of many teams that have been very good teams that the Warriors have had the upper hand on here the last five years. And this is an opportunity to – to get back and, and, and pound at least the guys wearing the Warriors uniforms uh, a little bit. So you got to fight through it and, and keep going and try and, you know, recapture some of the competitive spirit that this team really has had, I think, for the most part this year, especially when they've played better teams like tonight. Yeah, interesting that he was disappointed how demoralized the team got. I think I mentioned that um, Willie Cauley-Stein seemed demoralized. I'm guessing as far as the young players go, and there are obviously a handful of veterans on this team, but as far as the young players go, if you see Draymond getting frustrated, you see him getting demoralized, well, that's that's got to be pretty demoralizing in and of itself, right? Because he's your emotional leader, and you can understand why he's getting frustrated. But if you're a young player and you see that, um, I can see why that uh, demoralization, if you will, would spread throughout the roster as it did tonight. Plus, they just they just got flat out thumped by a really good team. Yeah, they did. Jazz win at one twenty nine ninety six triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero eight at eight nine five seven. Nine five seven zero. It's Warriors wrap up. Brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. We're going to hear from D'Angelo Russell, also Glenn Robinson the third, and Eric Pascal. Call of the game coming up as well as we continue here from Chase Center on ninety five seven. The game. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Back here inside Chase Center, Jazz beat the Warriors tonight, uh, 129-96. It was all Utah as they led by as many as 36, and uh, there was only a couple of lead changes early on in the ball game, uh, and it was all Utah tonight. Uh, as the Warriors were demoralized, according to head coach Steve Curry. You saw Draymond Green pick up another technical foul uh, Draymond Green now with 12 technical fouls in 33 games. I know uh, 16 technicals, you get a suspension for one game. I'm not sure uh, the Warriors or Draymond are too worried about that at this point. Uh, obviously, I mean, they've been on record saying, hey, he's going to get some games off here and there. Uh, but what do you make of uh, the, the 12 technicals in just 33 games for Draymond? It's a frustrating year, obviously. I mean, I know uh, we, we, Steve Kerr just said that, and we know that, but can you imagine the level of frustration Draymond's feeling? He, well, just you know, to, be the only guy, the, yeah. to be the only guy right. left. Right, and, you know, I know, And I know at times... Left holding the bag, in a sense, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, trying to, trying to push and teach these younger players... Mm-hmm. And, but all the Putting while. Putting up with uh, Barkley taking shots at him, things yeah. like that. How about that? Mm-hmm. How about that? By the way, have you ever seen this before? If anyone has ever seen this before, please let me know. I'm just curious. I don't recall ever seeing an NBA team with two guys on the floor at the same time both wearing masks. 
that's probably happened. But we had Marquise, Chris, and Evans, and, Jacob and Evans, it's yeah. neither here nor there. But I don't recall ever seeing that before. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's interesting. I'm going to have to run that back. It's through probably the, happened, but I don't remember seeing it. The, the memory bank, and you mentioned Draymond Green clapping back at, at Charles Barkley yeah. uh, for the triple single comment that, that Barkley made here within the last week. Draymond don't talk as much now that he's averaging that triple single. Dre uh, tweeting out, you make everything sound like a Wendy's sandwich, triple single. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe he's talking in terms of my rings, hmm. meaning three rings. He's got yeah. the triple single. So there's a little bit of a delayed response there. I don't know if it's worth responding, if it's going to be a little bit of a delayed response, but uh, whatever. I don't even think he needs to respond to Barkley's nonsense at this point. Remember, Barkley's the one who said in 2015, this team, they're a jump shooting team. They can't win a championship. After that, after they won, they don't have to respond to anything he says. No, but but I think they like to from time to yeah, time, sure, and, he, and he likes to keep piling on. I mean, he seems to be uh, enjoying the Warriors' plight a little bit. I mean, it was the opening night. Right when the TNT crew was here for opening night, the first game at Chase Center, and and Charles had the the back and forth with Clay, where he wound up saying, "Hell, you guys are not making the playoffs this year." And this was before Stephen Curry got hurt, uh, before D'Angelo Russell and Draymond Green sub- subsequently got hurt within the next two weeks. And he said, "You guys are not making it this year." And Clay kind of laughed it off a little bit, but uh, he well, went, he was right. He, he got up being one right about that one, right? Even, Even a blind yeah. squirrel, so on and so on. Yeah, eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero Warriors wrap up brought to you by Realtor dot com, the home of home search. Warriors lose tonight uh, to the Jazz one twenty nine to ninety six. One of the bright spots for the Dubs was D'Angelo Russell, although he was a part of a starting lineup that just absolutely got manhandled by the Utah starters. When you start looking at plus minus, I mean, my goodness. Uh, for the Jazz, you've got uh, Bogdanovich and Rudy Gobert, both plus 31s uh, right there off the top, and a, a few minus 24s, including D'Angelo Russell. It was basically that whole group, starters versus starters. Three starters handled. were minus 24 in the plus minus for the worst. Yeah, not good there. Uh, but one of the brighter spots in terms of scoring tonight was D'Angelo Russell, uh, 26 points, uh, 10 of 21 from the floor. Let's go ahead and hear from D'Lo downstairs uh, after the ball game. D'Angelo, Steve's been talking about how January is, it's like the dog days of the season. Um, you guys are playing games every other day, coming off an overtime game in Portland on the road. So no excuses, but reality. Is some fatigue impacting the team? Um, I'm not sure, honestly. I think, um, you know, as a team, we, we're we a young team, so we're going to have ups and downs, you know, and I think that's what's kind of playing. We don't have a consistent you know, effort, you know, I think we, we bring it and then we don't, then we lose like this. And then we, tomorrow, I mean, next game, maybe a, might go out and win two in a row. Like you never know what, you know, we're just with a young group. So I think that's, it's just, it's just part of the, you know, the learning, the learning curve. You guys went through a stretch last month when you won some games, but since then it's been, I think you lost 12 or 13. Is it starting to frustrate a little bit? Uh, I mean, it's tough. You know, we playing the cards that were dealt. So it's it's not easy winning in this league, um, but what you can do is continue to compete, continue to you know learn you know what you do well as an individual, you know learn where you can be better as an individual, and then hopefully you know that can just be a part of the meshing of you know other guys on the team. So like I said, it's 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 not easy winning in this league. Like I said, we got a young group, 
that can compete and get all the way up to the two minutes of the game, and then we may beat ourselves, you know. So that is what it is. Uh, D'Angelo, Rudy Gobert had three block shots tonight, but there's a lot of talk about his how his game uh, impacts um, a team's offense without even showing up in a stat sheet. So as a, as a point guard going up against him driving or something like that, does his presence, like, is, does it get in your head where you know that this guy is... You work for Utah? Yeah, yeah. It just you, well, you, as a, you as a player, when you're driving or, or how does his presence, I guess, affect how you, how you approach a pick and roll or any, anything like that? He's a big dude. Um, so you, you definitely think you might have something and he may affect it, you know, just with his length. Um, but he's he's been, you know, dominating the game on the defensive end for years now. So as a veteran player, I try to, you know, I, I try to realize that and, you know, take it and play to my advantage. But, yeah, he definitely affects the game. D'Angelo, Steve said earlier that he thought that the team maybe got a little demoralized and that showed up in the energy as the game played out. Is that how you felt as the game was going on and as a leader and a veteran on this team? Is there something you can do if you're feeling that to try to get things going again? Uh, I think it's a collective effort. You know, um, we got off to a slow start as a team. You know, as the first five, the first unit that started the game, that's up to us. You know, that's, that's on us to give the second unit a good, you know, chance. But um, I think it was like 8 to 21 at one point. I don't know. But it's hard to win games like that when you get it. You, you got to dig out of the hole from the start. So, you know, it takes a collective effort to, to get out of it, but it's definitely tough from the start. Hey, D'Angelo, I'm just curious. Is a game like this easier to sort of put on the back burner and just say, hey, it's one we don't have to remember. We just put it away. Whereas a game the other night in Portland where you had, you were right there, that sort of sticks with you? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, simple as that. Yeah, something you just want to just get get rid of. Build on that Portland game, you know, act like this one kind of didn't happen. We didn't, we didn't have the energy. We didn't get off to a great start. So, like I said, it's not easy, you know, digging and wanting to to come back from that. So yeah, frustrating night uh, for everybody. Frustrating night for D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, and can I just point out here? It wasn't just the young players getting demoralized tonight. I mean, you look at the starting lineup for the Warriors. Um, you had all veterans in the lineup. You had some young players. Russell's young. GR3 is a, a younger guy. But you had uh, Robinson, Green, Willie Cauley-Stein, Damian Lee, and Russell. Those aren't kids. Uh, Russell's the youngest guy in there. So my point is it wasn't just a matter of the young players being inconsistent in their effort and not knowing how to win. It was a case tonight of the Warriors roster just not right now currently be constructed in such a way as to be competitive with a team as good as the Utah Jazz. Yeah, I mean, plain and simple. And, and I mean, you just look at nights, and I know there's been a lot of nights where the Warriors have played against some very good teams and been competitive, and, and even against Utah a couple of the games in Salt Lake City. Uh, some games are just bad matchups. Uh, I think this is a, a bad matchup for the Warriors. But Gobert and, just destroyed them. They had to come out and call timeout to wipe his drool off the floor because he was just salivating. I, I mean, look, we, we've talked about it a lot. I mean, the, the combination, teams that really can shoot the three ball and teams that have an interior presence are, are, are big-time problems for this particular iteration of the Warriors. And the Jazz have made hay to the tune of 18 of 20 because – they do those two things well. They've got an interior presence, and they shoot the three ball, and they're pretty darn good defensively too. So I think you add that to the mix, and you know, for this team right now, it's just a bad matchup. But there's been nights where the Warriors have been 
extremely competitive against some of the better teams, but a lot of that on a night in night out basis also it's about how the other team comes into the game. And tonight Utah came into the game all we all about handling business. Right. And on a night where a good team is going to do that, the Warriors are just overmatched. Frankly. I thought that perhaps the Warriors would catch a break tonight because Utah has Houston and Dallas coming up. I thought maybe the Warriors get a little lucky. Maybe Utah overlooks the Warriors a little bit tonight, but obviously they didn't. I know you and Jim Barnett both said, on Warriors Live that one of the keys for the Warriors, if they were going to have any chance, was to shoot the three ball well, and they were six for 23 tonight. So that wasn't happening. No, it absolutely was not. And uh, the Indiana Pacers are going to be in here uh, who thumped Another the good ball club. tonight. Another yeah. good ball club in here on Friday night. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, Warriors wrap-up here brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Uh, we'll come back. We'll hear from GR3. We'll also hear from Eric Paschal. We'll talk a little bit about the biggest NBA storyline yeah. of the night. Uh, it was going on in that was amazing. New Orleans, the debut of Zion Williamson. We'll get into that coming up here as well as Warriors wrap-up comes up uh, and continues on 95.7 The Game. Warriors wrap-up continues on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason here in Chase Center as the Warriors lose tonight to the Jazz. Final score of 129-96. The Dubs drop to 10-36. and They've lost 12 of their last 13 ball games. January is tough, to quote Steve Kerr. Uh, didn't say it tonight, but has said it uh, a number of times the last few years. It is the dog days <laughs> right now. Uh, once you get to that point, right before the All-Star break, really the middle of January, past the holidays, but where you've still got a couple of weeks to go. That, that's been a tough time uh, in different years for even the best iterations of the Warriors. Although I remember last year they had a real long winning streak uh, right around this time. Uh, it started in Portland right before the new year and, and ran all the way through till the end of January. So they were actually taking advantage of this, this time last year of some teams that that were fully entrenched in the dog days, and uh, the Warriors were able to get uh, DeMarcus Cousins back in the fold right about this time last year. I think well. Steve Kerr deserves a ton of credit. Obvious point, but I think maybe he deserves even more than, than you'd think for keeping this team on a somewhat even keel. Can you imagine the frustration, what it's like for him coaching this team? Well, um, yeah, and a lot it, of it's helped, though, don't you think, by, by the fact that everybody knows the situation. And sure, I, know, I know that sure. doesn't necessarily make it, a lot easier on a night-in, night-out basis when mm -hmm. you have to go out and play yeah. all of these games. That's your head tells you that, but you know being a competitor is so much in your heart. And when you're losing games, you can try to talk yourself out of how bad you feel. But I can't imagine how frustrating it is for him. Um, demoralizing, as he said tonight, and so frustrating. It's come so easy for them, and they can't win a game right now. And I, my point is not that, oh, this is terrible so much as I think he's done a really good job of keeping this – a pretty young team on a somewhat even keel through this very difficult year. And I think that's one reason why tonight, notwithstanding, we've seen so many games where they have played competitively and they've played well together. Yeah. And I think it's also, it tells you that, look, they, they need to start seeing some light at the end of the tunnel as far as playing a little bit better, getting to the all-star break, and then knowing that Stephen Curry potentially is going to be 
coming back. Well, they'll, they'll get their house in order, right? There may or there may not be trades, but at some point the deadline comes and goes, and then you know where you are, and you, you know Steph's yeah. coming back, and, and then, you've got okay, two you months to go. Clear idea, yeah. And you and you and you figure out how to push forward, and and you start to think, hey, what can you evaluate? Uh, you know, really, you know, at that point you can, all right, well, how does Steph look? And 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 because of the nature of that injury, he's going to play fewer games this year than he has at any point going back to the the lockout shortened season of 2011-2012 when he when he was shut down in the middle of that year and and had surgery on his ankle and came back and and exploded into you know one of the great players ever to play the game so uh how do you how does he look how does he look with D'Angelo Russell who's still around among the wing players Burks and and Robinson and maybe a big and Cauley Stein and, you know, you could start to tinker. I mean, that was the other thing Steve Kerr talked about is just, yeah, tried Glenn and Draymond four and five. Just just kind of see if it worked. Something we can go back to maybe at a later date. Yeah. Uh, they went small a time or two when Rudy Gobert was on the floor. That didn't work out too well. And in the past, that's something that has worked a little bit. Speed the game up a little bit on him. Uh, make him come away from the basket a little bit. Uh, and then try and get, you know, some shots behind him. Uh, you know, or some shots, you know, in bet- you know, in the in between spot. I know the Warriors at times have have really succeeded against him. Uh, you know, trying to get him to drop back and then getting into the lane, the eight to ten foot range, maybe some floaters to where he can't quite get to him. Uh, or if he comes up, dropping it uh, over the top. But uh, they they just had none of that going. To yeah, him. if you're not knocking down that three, he doesn't have to respect it. But you mentioned they need to see light at the end of the tunnel. That's what Steph Curry is right now. He's the light at the end of the tunnel, and he's growing a little brighter by the day. Well, and we are getting closer to that date again, the night before the Super Bowl. Everybody's going to be focused on the 49ers and the Chiefs and what's going to be happening on Sunday, February 2nd. The Warriors are going to play on that Saturday in Cleveland. And uh, at some point that day or maybe the day before, maybe a couple of days later, there is going to be an update uh, on Stephen Curry. But right now it is scheduled to be that Saturday before the Super Bowl. So uh, if you're a 49er fan and a Warriors fan, you got a lot to look forward to here that weekend coming up. And then the deadline right after that. And then the trade deadline right after that, and then the All-Star break uh, right after that. Let's go ahead and hear from Glenn Robinson the third. GR3 made his return to the lineup tonight. Uh, he did score 10 points. He had three boards, blocked a shot, uh, but it was a rough night overall. And it continues to knock down the three ball, two for four from three. Uh, a brief session with GR3 down here uh, in the Bill King interview room at Chase Center. Glenn, the Jazz are the hottest team in the NBA right now, and you guys have competed against some very good teams. This game looked a little tougher. Do you know why this one may have had a funky start? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, sometimes lineup changes are different. You know, I mean, uh, a little bit difficult to uh, kind of get flowing, get back together. But, uh, you know, no excuses. I think that we got to find a way to um, play together, you know, and, and, and uh, not have a game like this no matter what. Um, but, you know, they – Great team. You know, they move the ball, play together. I think that we can learn a lot of things from them. And um, got to go back to the drawing board tomorrow, uh, look at film, and see how we can get better. Glenn, with the losses piling up, there's bound to be some frustrations. But how do you deal with, with those frustrations? Yeah. Um, you know, I was talking to Clay a little bit in the fourth quarter on the bench, and um, he just kind of talked to me and told me that, you know, these guys, you know, we got a lot of young guys. You know, we got a lot of guys with um, – 
almost zero to none experience in this league, you know, and, and, and closing out games and playing tough games and um, getting through the season. You know, I think that that's that's something that we got to learn and um, kind of be patient with and remember that, you know. So, um, you know, talking to Draymond, talking to Clay, just trying to remain positive and help them out as much as possible. You know, it's um, like I said, just a lot of young guys. So. Glenn Robinson III has been, uh, I, I think, a bright spot this year, not only in terms of you know his ability to get his three-point shot back, but but he is a he's a well thought-out guy that 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 I think fits right in as far as next year's Warriors go. I think he's another one of those guys that you'd like to have back, but somebody that's also playing on a on a veteran minimum deal that may attempt to look elsewhere, uh, and and in an attempt to to be able to to earn a little more money. Yeah, he makes shots. He's their leading three-point shooter, two of four tonight, and they typically have him uh, defend the other team's top offensive player. So that's definitely a winning combination. It's going to earn him a nice paycheck in this offseason, one way or the other. How, what do you think of? I'll just put. I'll just throw this right at you. Go what, ahead. what do you think of of the the Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Glenn Robinson the third, Draymond Green, Willie Cauley Stein five? I know that's a five we may not see at any point this season. But it's if, pretty small. Depends it, on who you're playing. I can already see like against a team like tonight. Wow, you got some issues. Yeah. Okay. You know. It's just yeah. I, I'm just starting to think like what if and I, I do think there's a a possibility. Although I do think the Warriors would look to improve at probably the center spot and the small forward spot. But what if opening night, you know, October of of 2020 here, nine months from now, that's the starting lineup. I mean, how how, how good do you think that team could be? Uh, well, that starting lineup isn't overly impressive. So then I need to know who's coming off the bench. Is D'Angelo Russell coming off the bench or? What did you do with D'Angelo Russell? Because that starting five is, I just, I, I, I'm, the thing I can't get over is how small you would be up front. Small and with Willie Colley-Stein getting shoved around, uh, you'd be very vulnerable up front against some bigger teams with that lineup. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, Warriors wrap-up here brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. The Warriors going to be taking on the Indiana Pacers in this building on Friday. We'll uh, touch on that here coming up, but let's get to the call of the game. It's time for the call of the game. Brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile. Conley for a wing three, no good, and the rebound to Russell. Ahead to Chris. Chris on the break. One step to the rim. Goes up and jammed it down over George Nian. Vicious. Vicious. Wow. That's the call of the game. Brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile. So what, what do I do now? You make sure uh, to tune in tomorrow to Joe Lowe and Diggs. I'm going to do that anyway. Right. And now you have a chance to win a prize. Well, not you, literally. I know, someone. I know. I know you want to be able to win the prize, but right. you're ineligible to win mm-hmm. the prize. But you out there, the listener, can tune in. Uh, to Jolo and Dibbs, 9.30 tomorrow, right here, 95.7 The Game. If you can correctly identify the call we just played, you will win $50 to Schroeder's Restaurant at 240 Front Street in San Francisco. The call of the game is brought to you by Metro, by T-Mobile, the best deal in wireless. Uh, Whitey, succinctly give us uh, the correct uh, what, an applicable answer to the call of the game. Uh, I'm not sure I actually have one tonight. I, I would like to give you some alliteration, but I don't have one for you. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I didn't. I, is it I all, actually didn't catch it, what it was. I'm sorry. I didn't catch alliteration. What it was. Yeah. But I didn't catch it, the play. I'm, I actually didn't catch the play. I'm sorry. I'll be honest with you. Go ahead. Yeah. Let's Can play I, it, let again. Let's again, play it again. Let's play it again. Yeah. Conley for a wing three. No good. And the rebound to Russell. Ahead to Chris. Chris on the break. One step to the rim. Oh. Goes up and jammed it down over George Nian. This is. 
Oh, yes. I remember that play now because he dunked yes. it and the ball came through. It actually hit him in the mask, and he had to readjust his mask. Yes. And yes. By the way, the Warriors are leading the league in masks. Well, I had two guys out there in masks tonight. I was like, I still know who you are. But, yeah, that was nice to see. Uh, nice to see. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jacob Evans playing with a mask tonight. No, that was just a tremendous, tremendous Marquise Chris throwdown. That's what that was. All yeah. right. that, and that would apply. So tomorrow, Joe Lowe and Dibs, 930, you can win 50 bucks to Tremendous to Marquise Chris throwdown. Give me my prize. Indiana here on Friday night, Whitey, as we, we wrap things up. You really like watching the Pacers. Sabonis, you know, it's funny because they have uh, Sabonis, of course, and Malcolm Brogdon, and they have guys that if you're not a real NBA fan, you don't know who they are, and so you wonder, who, why are these guys so good? Who are these guys? And Oladipo is going to be coming back. Those are really good players. Sabonis, is, he may be an all-star this year. Well, and, and there, there are two teams. We'll let the listener in a little bit. There are two teams that, that, I, that you just go on and on and on and on and on and on and on about, and, and they actually played tonight. You go, uh, the, your Western Conference team was I like the Suns. They're on the rise, yeah. And, but they're not quite there and, yet, and, as you've been and telling And Indiana, me. I think, is the yeah. team of, of all the teams in the in, I like their in coach. Eastern Conference. You really like – yeah. You, but I you, like Nate McMillan. I mean, just in general conversation, we're talking about the league. I mean, in, Indiana and Phoenix – Come up a lot. I think I bring up Oklahoma City a lot, uh, probably among teams in the Western Conference. I'm trying to think who my Eastern Conference team is. Well, you had not, I know that, that the, maybe the, Miami or Toronto. Yeah, I know we're talking more dark horse teams, but um, I, I know you picked Boston right before I the did. season started. I See, did. Utah was my like dark horse. Yeah, just champion. kind of a, kind of a fun kind of a fun pick there. I mean, I, I think our, our buddy Nash Solomon had said, "JD, who you got?" It was like right, August 30th. right. And uh, I said, oh, I'll take the Celtics. But, yeah, it looks like uh, well, they could end up maybe being as high as a two seed uh, in, in the Eastern Conference. Well, a bad night for the Warriors tonight, obviously, but a good night for the NBA with Zion Williamson having a spectacular night. Yeah, how about that? And, and Zion Williamson, he, uh, he didn't have a great night. He looked a little heavy. Uh, he does, and, and that's scary. It got to the fourth quarter. It looked heavier than I thought he was going to look. Uh, and then he gets to the fourth quarter, and... He scores 17 straight points. He knocks down a bunch of threes. Unreal. Just one of those unreal nights, yeah. And the Spurs had been ahead most of the game, and Zion Williamson is leading this comeback, and the crowd's going nuts in New Orleans. Everybody, the nation is watching. We're even watching here uh, as we're watching the Warriors game. And then, well, minutes restriction. (laughs) It's kind of like when a baseball team takes a pitcher out when he's throwing a no-hitter, except it's different because you you take a guy out when he's throwing a no-hitter, you can still put in a pretty good pitcher. But New Orleans, you take Zion out. No, he's your best player right now. He's the best player on the floor. It was interesting that San Antonio was giving him the threes, and he knocked down four of them. They gave him the go-ahead, shoot that. Oh, he made at some point, you got to get out on him, Pop. And he was taken. I mean, he was just everybody. You you just had the vibe. Yeah. It felt like everybody was paying attention. It's so good for that franchise and so good for the league. It's so good for the league. But then he got taken out, and, and he had, had said, I know uh, Mark Spears had, had, had reported, you know, he said to, to Alvin Gentry, coach, I can win the game for the for this team. Leave me in the game. But the doctor said, no, 18 minutes was the capper. And uh, unfortunately, I don't know if there is a workaround, and I I tweeted this out. I I don't know how it can be fixed. If it can be fixed, it probably can't be fixed. But this is the league right now. Like, like that tonight is indicative of the league right now. Well, that was a miscalculation. Maybe the most electrifying three minutes that in, uh, in the whole league you could say this season. Zion Williamson, number one pick. Everybody's waiting for him to see him. 
He, he's in the game. He's doing big things. He goes off, leading the comeback, four for four from three-point range, and then he's just he's out of the game. Minutes restriction, subbed out, team goes on to lose. Everybody misses out. You know, it's when you see people, you know, with the hashtag this league. <laughs> well, I feel a miscalculation. like that, I feel, well, is it a miscalculation or is it let the guy play another five minutes? Well, uh, what I'm saying I, is I'm, if you're going to if you're going to adhere that to that restriction, then make sure that he hasn't played too many minutes where you can let him play the whole fourth quarter. That said, you know, so let him play in the fourth quarter. That said, I can understand their concern because he looks heavy and he's a phenomenal player and he exerts so much torque and on those limbs, those lower extremities. I can understand why they want to be really, really careful, especially his first game back, because he's immensely powerful and he's put on a few pounds. He is, and he has put on a few pounds, and I think he's he's going to have to get his body in order. I think a little bit. That was that was a. I mean, it, you saw some, and obviously, you know, it, it, it compared him to Oliver Miller. I, I think who I did that? Did you tweets. do that? I did not do that. Okay. But he looked a little bit heavier than than I expected him to look. You're like, whoa, he he looks a little a little heavy. Yes. But it does make you worry about him for his, for his health and how he'll hold up because he's so explosive. On, right, right. On the but knees, a wonderful but night. I want to see him out there and, of course and try you and do. finish the game. And I think yes. it's just it it leads us back to the big issues that this league has right now, and it's the fact that the best players and the players that people want to watch aren't playing enough. Are not playing enough. Fair enough, but I'm thrilled that he played it all tonight and played well. Yeah, and that, that is a positive step, I think, uh, big picture. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, Warriors lose this one to the Jazz, 129-96. to uh, I want to thank uh, Tim Jordan for setting us up out here at Chase Center. Also thank uh, our guys back in the studio, Alex Scott, Ryan Mouser, Cody Pasby. Great job uh, by one and all for Whitey Gleason. I'm John Dickinson. We will talk to you on Friday, 6 o'clock, back here, Warriors Live with Jim Barnett as the Warriors will take on the Indiana Pacers. Fox Sports Radio comes your way next. Warriors fall tonight to the Jazz, 129.96. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Good night. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.